Well, welcome everybody to the first connection show of today. We're on day two of the DC Leadership Conference. And I am Cindy and I'm here with Lucy. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Cindy. And here we go again. Oh, Yay. yesterday was so much fun. It was. Yeah. So I thought we do have a couple of committees to hear from today. And uh, but before we get started, I thought it would be kind of cool to hear some of what is being sold in the ACB Mini Mall. And I know they've gotten a few new items. So why don't we just talk about the clothing uh, items? Oh, yeah, this is really cool. We've got a new ACB jacket. And it's made with like 100% polyester woven shell bonded to 100% polyester micro fleece lining. And it is wind and water resistant for outdoor wear. And it's got the ACB logo displayed on it in white. And um, they're available in black, red, navy, maroon, and gray. And from sizes uh, medium to 4X. And so... Um, the price of that reasonable too. I think it was like fifty eight dollars. Yeah, I mean, yeah. gosh, that's really I think. Oh, wow. And wear ACB proudly. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, that's mm -hmm. cool. And then we've got a new ACB full zipped hoodie. And it's um, it's like a 50 50 cotton polyester blend uh, fleece with rib net uh, rib knit cuffs and waistband. Um, and it's got spandex in it, so it stretches. And it's navy blue with the ACB logo in white. And it's screen it's um, screen printed on the upper left. And it has a pocket on either side of the zipper. And let's see. Um, yeah, it has drawstrings. And it's available in sizes from uh, large and extra large. And it sells for 55 and oh wow this is cool now this is this i might want this um me too I saw acb that. hooded sweatshirt and it it's a 50 50 cotton polyester blend fleece with am i reading the right thing um yeah, hold on a sec are. i don't think so um just a sec yeah it is yeah it's a 50 50 blend and it's got uh spandex in it and it's navy blue with the acb logo and white and it's embroidered on the upper left and it has a single pocket big enough for both hands and mm -hmm. features a, a hood with color match draw cords and this is available in sizes um medium to 2x and sells for 40 dollars and, right. let's and I see. think that's the last of the clothing. So, oh, yeah, well, you're right. Yep, yeah, it is. Yep. So you can go to ACB. Min, no, Mini. no, it was, it's towards the bottom as the um, address. I think it's, is it minimall.acb.org or is it acbminimall.org? I want to make sure. Uh, let's see. It right. <laughs> Just a sec. Uh, it's yeah. open 24 7. All right. It is acbminimall.org yeah all right and you can place your order there it also says that if it says that your item is out of order you can call 612-332-3242 
during business hours and they will put you on a waiting list to make sure you get the item when they reorder. Yeah. You can also call that number if you want assistance with placing an order for the mini mall. So, all right. Thank you so much. And I think I need that hoodie. That's Me too. I yeah. I yeah. Yeah. All right. So first up, uh, we probably should have had you guys in the middle of today, but, you know, <laughs> nothing like the present to get up and get moving. So <laughs> Connie and Leslie, talk to us about your committee, Get Up and Get Moving, and what we can expect coming up and yeah, what's on the horizon for you all. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Have you gotten up and gotten moving? I'm here, aren't I? I made dinner <laughs> for tonight, but that was about it. <laughs> Get all your coffee in, so you got that energy going. I'm working on it. There working you go. On it. There you go. Ran on the treadmill already. Yeah. Did some biking. A little bike. A little biking. There yeah. yeah. There I you did. go. Good. Yay. Good. Just checking in there in the buddy yeah. system here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right Connie's gonna start it and we're gonna chime in back and forth I think right Connie yeah that's kind of what we do we kind of you know we kind of play off each other you know that's you know that buddy <laughs> system so got um, the buddy system going yep <laughs> so I just want to recognize first to get up and get moving um committee um is we have our health heroes and I want to make sure that we recognize them we have Nike we have Walmart and the American Printing House for the Blind um, and they have been such wonderful partners with us for doing events and sponsoring us and helping us promote what we do. Um, and then talking about this afternoon or midday, we will be having a get up and get moving presentation at 510 this afternoon. And we're going right. to have a couple of affiliates. So uh, Make sure you stay tuned because, you know, they, they got up and get moving or they have some ideas what people can do. So getting up and get moving, Leslie does classes and uh, we want to talk about a little bit about that. And then we have the initiatives, you know, some of our imperatives actually do with get up and get moving. So yeah. they do, Connie, they do. And thanks to Cindy Hollis, my buddy here that asked me when the community started with COVID, which was a blessing to me. So I could, you know, uh, thank you, Cindy. I can't say thank you enough to you because without yeah, you, you, I could not, I, I would not be able to teach to the blind and visually impaired folks that we have in the community. And I love them. You know, you talked about that at the end yesterday and it just humbles me of how many people I have met through teaching my classes on community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Um, I, I love it. You know, I teach Monday through Friday, uh, yoga, Monday and Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday's fun because we're on the ball, the stability ball, the big, big balls. And, uh, you know, it's fun. We fall off. We laugh. And uh, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun. Lucy's been with us a couple of times. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and we all get it, nicknames. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Every, yeah every, Lucy has one. You know, she's got a couple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, Monday is easy chair yoga for these all at 4 p.m. Eastern, um, except Friday, which is our happy hour cardio class, which is at 3.30 p.m. Eastern, because happy hours at 3.30, that's when you should start having happy hours. So we <laughs> kept that one at 3.30. So Tuesday and Thursday is resistance at 4 p.m. Eastern. It's uh, weights or resistance bands or soup cans or water balls. And if you don't have anything, you just can come and laugh with us. So it's a lot of fun. Um, 
you know, Connie's come and, uh, and she started and she's like, what the heck are you talking about, Les? You know, uh, I don't know what are you talking about? Bicep curl, a shoulder overhead, shoulder press. You know, I have to be careful because I'll start talking Latin to these people. So I'm like, you know, you just got to do this. Take your hands horizontal. We're going to curl from our hip to our shoulder and back down. We've now all started singing songs. It's gotten really funny. So uh, we have like knee, shoulder, overhead, you know, all these fun songs. So it's a lot of fun. Even if you don't like to work out, come and visit us. Right, Connie? That's right. You know, and then, you know, everyone thinks you have to really get moving and you don't. I mean, we have fun just tapping our toes or, you know, moving our arms and arm circles and stuff. I mean, you can do it. I mean, this is the awesome thing. People do it from their beds or their chairs or, you know, sitting in there, you know, at their desks. I mean, it's just so much just to get that heart rate going, you know, so we really want to just get up and get moving any little, little way we can and just to increase that heart and have fun. You Even know. walk into the, the refrigerator at yeah. connection shows, you know, get a healthy yeah. snack. <laughs> get down the hallway to the restroom, you know, and, you know, if you drink that too much coffee, you know, you need to, you know, go, you know, you know, so just, you know, skip and, you know, hop or whatever. But, um, you know, and so I just wanted to mention our imperatives too, because, you know, talking about fitness, we have the exercise fitness for all um, imperative that we really want to get past. And, Leslie has been awesome with working with this stuff. And then we have a medical, um, non-visual medical device that, you know, looking at glucose pumps, um, you know, there's so many things that we are making progress, but we need everyone's help. And that's the thing, Leslie, right? Is that we all work together. Yeah, you know? that's, that's the main thing. And we've had a lot of affiliates come on with us and uh, White Cane Safety Days. Uh, Connie was out in Oregon last year and they were actually walking outside, which was really, really cool. And we had them on video. Um, Larry Gassman helped us. And that was really cool because we could hear you guys walking and talking and having a great time. Yeah, you know, we did. Yeah. We had a good old time, you know, and we're going to talk about, about that a little bit this afternoon, too. So you'll get to hear a little bit about that. And you're going to hear about Strive for You. You know, they were at the convention last year and Dan Dillon's going to talk about them a little bit more this afternoon. So we got a lot of stuff going on, you know. So the year's years early, but you know, you never know what's going to happen between now and the end of the year. So that's true. Good. Don't be, don't be afraid to come in and, and enjoy and join us up. And we have a Facebook page, Connie. Don't forget yes, to talk about our Facebook, we got the Facebook page. page and anyone can join and uh, post on it. You know, and we usually get songs of the day, you know, Anthony Corona. I haven't been on it. I've been bad about Facebook, even my personal one. But uh, we get, you know, songs of the day and try to get people up and dancing and moving and, you know, having good old times. So, you know, give your stories, share your stories. We have inspirational ones that we want to post and share. And, you know, it's so much fun to see what the community has to do and say and encourage each other. Because that's what it's all about is being there for each other. It's like having your buddy, having your yep, buddy, having your buddy yeah. system and just having fun having fun doing it. You know, we look back at the, the walk last year, the bridge walk and how much fun everyone had, you know, you just took your time and you walked it. It's like, you know, you don't have to be competitive. Some people are, you know, there's a few of us that are competitive, right, Leslie? 
That <laughs> is true. Yes, there are some of us. There I know Lucy and us, Cindy you know? are competitive over there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but it's fun just to be competitive. And, or, but that, it's actually fun just to sit and, you know, take that leisurely walk with a friend or a buddy and enjoy. So Nothing like it. Yeah. yeah. So join I us like later to today yeah. and, and get your buddy and call him up and say, hey, have you have you have you rode that bike today? Have you been to the mailbox? Have you gotten your coffee? Just lived in that coffee cup, Cindy. You're doing a bicep curl there. <laughs> there you and go. Your- yes, ma'am. <laughs> Don't see that coffee cup go up there, cat Cindy. <laughs> Arm curls. <laughs> Arm curls. There we go. There you go. Uh, you know, I, I, I talk about that because I feel you know, like all my you know, activity ring on my Apple watch is like all the times I drink my water or my coffee. It's like, it's, it goes with my activity. So every time you do, you got an arm, arm curl. There you go. Yeah. You guys enjoy the day. I know you've got other guests. So thanks for having us on. And and Connie, what do we say? Get up and get up and get moving and thank you ladies so right. much you guys are awesome that was Thanks great for having us Have All a good right. day. Thank you for having we'll see you later to, we'll see you later we'll see you today tuesday. and certainly on tuesday yeah tuesday, yeah tuesday. All, right. All, right. All, right. all right thank you thanks all right well they they gave a little glimpse into convention. They they mentioned that, and I can't wait till Schonberg. I Me too. <laughs> you'll be there, right, Lucy? Oh, you betcha! Oh, yay! <laughs> I want to see you before then, though. So you should I know, make I plans know. to come over here. <laughs> um, yeah, Lucy and I only live probably about an hour and a half or two hours apart, so yeah. we need to, yeah. Um, but it's because of community that we got to know each other. So that's, that's right. kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, at convention, there's a lot of special things that occur. And one of them is the presentation of well-deserved awards. And to talk to us a little bit about that today is Janet Dickelman wearing the awards hat. So hi, Janet. <laughs> hello, hello. That hat yeah, looks hello. really nice on I, I, you. You know, I keep changing my hats. What can I say? <laughs> and Lucy, you betcha. What, are you from Minnesota now? What? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've always said that. <laughs> That's so Minnesota. And I'm so excited, Leslie and Connie, to know that Raising my cup of tea gives me arm curls. That, that's that, right. Yeah, isn't, isn't that I'm, cool? It's reassuring, yes, isn't it? I am, it, it really is. <laughs> All right. I digress. Let's talk uh, about awards for a yes. few minutes. And we are going to do a community call on March 20th. Um, if Cindy and Lucy let us. No. Um, <laughs> oh, so for sure. Everybody's in, welcome. We'll get in depth on awards. So I'm just kind of going to go through a few of them today and then a few of them when I'm back here on Tuesday. So let me first talk about who's on our award committee. And we have our co-chairs, our Connie Sims and Carrie Muth. And then also on the committee, we have Peter Alchel, Ann Brash, Jean Mann, Natalie Couch and Sharon Lovering is our officer liaison. So we have a have a great committee. We're doing a couple things different this year. We have in the Braille form, we did not have it listed, but um, we do have an email where you can send awards nominations directly rather than we normally had you send an awards nomination to both Connie and 
Carrie, but we now have an email, acbawards1 at gmail.com. And you can send your awards nominations there. You can also, new this year, if we're not going to write the award nomination for you, but if you don't feel comfortable writing the letter yourself and you just want to dictate your thoughts to someone, you can call one or two, one of our award committee members who are designated to do this. And one of them is Natalie Couch and her phone number. And I, actually, I'm going to give out the phone numbers at the end. So just be aware that I'm going to give you the phone numbers for Natalie and for Jean, who are willing to take the awards nominations over the phone. As I said, they're not writing them up for you. They'll just write down what you say. And you can also find information for our awards at acb.org. And there is a link for uh, awards committee. And that gives you all the information. And the deadline to file these awards is April 1st at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. And yes, we do give several of these awards out at, well, we give them all out at the convention, some at the banquet, some during general sessions. And the awards that the awards committee is responsible for are the Derwood K. McDaniel Award, the George Card Award, the Robert S. Bray Award, the James R. Olson Award, you don't have to remember all these, the Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Award, the Affiliate Outreach Award, and the Affiliate Growth Awards. Now, that's a lot of awards, although I will say that the Affiliate Growth Awards, those are based on membership numbers. So that's not something we have one that we give for the highest percentage of number of members between 2022 and 2023, and one for actual numbers of members between 2022 and 2023. Three. So that is something we don't have, you don't have to send in a nomination for those awards. But let me just talk about a couple things here. Uh, Derwood K. McDaniel and Derwood K. McDaniel Ambassador Award. Derwood is, is given in recognition of a blind person who may or may not be a member of a blindness organization, but who has through his or her personal characteristics and activities unrelated to his or her employment, contributed most to the acceptance and understanding of blind people as capable contributing members of the community. And Derwood K. McDaniel was one of our founding fathers. He was our first basically executive director, set up our office in Washington, DC, and was instrumental in getting ACB off the ground. Uh, the recipient must possess leadership qualities and demonstrate strength as a positive role model. And this, again, keep in mind, these are national awards. So you may have someone in your community who has done a lot for your community who you would like to recognize. And that would be something you would do locally at your own convention or however you want to recognize these pers this person. These are national awards, so keep that in mind. Uh, some of our Derwood K. McDaniel recipients were Roger Peterson, who was has been a longtime member of ACB and was really active in the advocacy realm. Uh, Ed Walker, uh, radio personality, Dr. W. Aubrey uh, Webson, 
Alan Peterson, who many of you may not know, has done so much in his community, run for office, worked um, and, and just very involved in his community and has sold an awful lot of Braille form raffle tickets. Yes. Mm-hmm. And somehow in 2022, the um, Derwood K Ambassador Award was secretly given to me. So I was very touched with that one. So mm-hmm. that is about the DKM Award. Um Robert Bray Award. And Mr. Bray was the um, director of the Division of Blind and Physically Handicapped Library of Congress, which is now NLS, from 1957 to 1973. And he increased the readership under his direction with the library from 58,000 to more than 300,000 people. Wow. So isn't that amazing when I it look is at amazing. these yeah. figures? It's, I just can't even. Um, and this award may be given to an individual or an organization that has made a significant contribution to improving library services, information technology, or communications access. And let's talk about some of the Bray Awards. Um, Judy Dixon, who's a longtime employee of NLS. We all know Judy. Um, Regal Entertainment. Look what Regal has done. Um, Weight Watchers. When we when we hear some of these names now, like Regal Entertainment and Weight Watchers, some of you who haven't been you know around that long don't know that these sites were not accessible until, you know, people at the companies and with our assistance helped to make them accessible. So this is recognizing them. Sarah Herlinger of Apple, um, American Printing House of the Blind, Ira, and Karen Kenninger. Those are just some of the recipients of the um, Bray Award. Okay, let's talk about the Marjorie G. Beeman Volunteer Recognition Award. And this is to honor individuals who have given tirelessly of their efforts, resources, experience, or time towards improving the quality of life in the blindness community. And for those of you who have not attended a national convention, this was named after Marjorie Beeman, who is our accessibility person, is volunteer extraordinaire, and runs all over the convention. Does um, we call her the Energizer Bunny? Because she's of, everywhere. She never <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> everywhere. She is an amazing, amazing woman. And in addition to her work with ACB, she does or volunteerism with ACB. She volunteers in so many different facets in her community. So we decided in 2016 to set up an award in her honor, and she was the first recipient of the award. Um, Other people who have received the award were uh, Sally Benjamin, our volunteer coordinator at our convention, Uh, Patty Cox from Kentucky, who does a lot of volunteering, both locally and at ACB nationally. Michael Smitherman, our exhibits coordinator for the convention, and Rhonda Trott, our tour coordinator. So very deserving recipients. Um, And then I just want to talk briefly about the um, ACB, um, where did I... The Affiliate Outreach Award. And the Affiliate... Quickly. (laughs) The Affiliate Outreach... 
is based on a recommendation by an affiliate president um, to recognize a local chapter or program. And this program must have a measurable outreach. We had one that gave out CCTVs to um, individuals and that, you know, really was. So I will let you go um, acbawards1 at gmail.com or call Natalie at 217-369-5139 or Jean at 518-640-9572, April 1st, deadline. All right. Thank you, Janet. And, you know, the awards committee is one that's near and dear to my heart because I was chair of that committee for several years. Yes. And you received an award, which we're going to talk about Tuesday. did. Yes. That was pretty, uh, I was also surprised. Wonderful Um, to surprise people. That's what we try to do if we can. Yeah. Thank you, Janet. All right. I'm going away now. All right. Get out of here now. All right, so Lucy, I think that um, we have enough time, I think, to go over the whole schedule, uh, and then we can, you know, you don't necessarily have to say all of yeah. the panelists and stuff. All, yeah. yeah. All right, let's all do right. it. All right, so at 1 o'clock, we're going to have welcome back remarks from President Dan, and then at 1.10, we're going to meet Terry Pacheco, another ACB board member, and at 1.20, we're going to have the uh, program about the mentoring program, the new pilot mentoring program. That's going to be exciting. I'm going oh, to definitely listen to that. Yeah. At 2 p.m., we're going to meet another board member, Rachel Schroeder. Then at 2.10 p.m., it's back with Cindy and I with the next Connection show. 2.30, affiliate highlights. And uh what's the future of um, state conventions? You know, that's a panel and that'll be interesting to hear about. At 3.15, what's new with ACB Media, introducing the ACB Media Support Committee. And uh, we all need to hear about that because we love ACB Media, at least I do. Oh, yeah. And then, yeah, at 3.45, we're going to have our next connection show with Cindy and I. And... Then at 4 p.m., meet Gabriel Lopez Cafati, ACB Board of Director. And at 4.10, update on ACB 2023 Conference and Convention with Janet Dickelman, who we just heard from, and I'm excited about that. 4.30 p.m., 2023 Voting Resolutions and Constitution and Bylaws Convention Approach Report from the Resolutions Task Force. Let's see. Whoops. My braille display just messed up here. Okay. Then at 510, get up and get moving presentation. Um, That'll be fun with uh, their committee that we just heard from also. 530 p.m. What's new with audio description? Yay. Meet new (laughs) ADP coordinator, Tabitha Kenlon. Wow. That'll be cool. Tabitha's sweet. 555 is the wrap up with Dan. All right. And uh, then 7.30 to 9 p.m. We have our fireside chat with President Dan. And gosh, there's a, just a ton of people going to join President Spoon for that. And that's going to be really exciting. 
Oh, so, I sure. can't wait for the fireside chat. I know, chat. me too. Me I mean, too. Not only because I know some of the people that are going to be on it, but they're always just, Dan knows the right questions to he ask. Does. I don't know. It's He's yeah. really good at interviewing. Yeah. Um, so we have probably like two minutes left. So can you pull up that mini mall again? And let's zip through a couple of those. If you're interested in any of the mini mall items, check it out at acbminimall.org and purchase some, you know, garb of uh, an sport ACB around the town and get people asking you about it. Um, or enjoy, you know, some of these other items. I think there's like a water bottle and some other yeah, stuff. Yeah, so there is. First, there's uh, the, oh, shoot, ACB, ah, it's a clear uh, drawstring bag, and it's closed at the top, and um, you can use it as a backpack or an over-the-shoulder bag, and it's got the ACB logo on it, and... And it's only it, $6! <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. And it's, it's available in blue or black, and yeah, it's $6. This is amazing. And it's 12 by 10, I think. And then we've got the ACB vacuum travel tumbler. Oh, and it's you can do hot or cold beverages and and you know it's it's insulated and it's got the ACB logo on it too. And it is how 17? much is it? 17. See if I'm right. Uh, oh shoot, I can't find the price. Oh That's 17. Okay. I think it's 17. Okay. Yep. Yay. All right. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll stop there and we'll we'll talk more about other stuff because there's more stuff. Stuff. Stuff <laughs> sold at the ACB Mini Mall. Check it out at acbminimall.org. Um, or if you want help with placing your order or something sold out, call 612-332-3242 and somebody in the Minneapolis office will be happy to assist you. We will be back at 210 Eastern. Uh, appreciate you all being here and don't forget if you're trying to listen on ACB Media 7 in Spanish and you're getting English go ahead and unplug your device for about 30 seconds plug it back in and it should work if you ask for ACB Media 7 okay yeah. all right all right we thank you for being here Lucy thank you for spending time with me we'll see you, you back bet. in a little bit all and right bye everyone bye <laughs> Dan we're throwing it your way <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Cindy and Lucy. Wonderful kickoff show as always. Thanks so much. I've, I'm uh, ready with the get up and get moving. I want to hear them later on today. And, uh, you know, we're working hard with that committee to kind of, uh, kind of re rebalance it a little bit and give more people an opportunity to join the committee. So stay tuned for that. Uh, working with Tom Tobin and, and all the team members. Uh, that's really been exciting. And then also our ACB Awards Committee, please, 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 you know so many people out there that are so deserving of these ACB Awards. So don't be shy, don't be bashful, get out there and get those nominations in by April 1st. We really want to honor our special member volunteers that do so much for this organization. So welcome back everybody to day two of the virtual DC Leadership Conference. Did everybody have a good time yesterday? Yeah, I see I knew everybody had a good time. It was a really great day. 
wasn't Sharon, our keynote speaker, just amazing? I really, really loved her story and what enthusiasm. Uh, and uh, it was great to hear some, some really nice words from our executive director, Eric Bridges, and all the different panels. Uh, really, really fun to meet our ACB board of directors that were elected in 2021. And so here we are for day two. First, I just wanna remind everybody, you, you too could be in the drawing for a $250 Amazon gift card. All you've got to do is join the monthly monetary support program, that's MMS. So you can either join for as little as $10 a month, or if you're already a member, you can increase your pledge by $5 a month, and that will uh, qualify you to be in the drawing. Again, it's a $250 Amazon gift card. And you're saying, well, how do I get in? I got to get a shot at that, uh, at that gift card. I know Leslie and I are up on our pledge. We want a shot at it. And so here's what you have to do. You got two options. One, you can call the 800 number at 888-999-3190. Again, that's 888-999-3190. Or you can email at askacbmms at gmail.com. Again, that's askacbmms at gmail.com. Either of those uh, options will do. Uh, if you don't, if somebody doesn't answer, just leave a voicemail. And Jean Mann, she's manning the phone. She's manning the emails. She'll get back to you. Collect our monthly monetary support committee chair. She'll collect your uh, information, forward it on to the Minneapolis office. And before you know it, you'll be in the drawing for that $250 Amazon gift card. So please, ACB needs all your support to make a difference. I also wanted to again take the opportunity to thank our sponsors for this year's DC Leadership Conference. You're really making a big difference in our organization. And I also wanted to just say thank you to all of those individuals. We had 71 individual volunteer members who donated uh, and gave a gift in honor of the DC Leadership Conference. So thanks so much to all of you. Also wanted to remind everybody, we are again are doing questions through our Q&A function in Zoom. So if you're on Zoom, you can ask questions at the end of the panel by using the Q&A function. Just a gentle nudge here, it's for questions. It's not a chat. It's not a conversation list. It's truly there to ask questions because we have a limited amount of time when question time comes to get those questions to our presenters. So please just hold your comments in the Q&A function to just questions at the end of the panel presentations. For those of you who are not comfortable using the Q&A functionality on Zoom, you can participate by just raising your hands and one of our very qualified Zoom hosts will recognize you for a question as well. For those that don't get your questions answered, feel free to write back to us and, and, and we'll get your question to the appropriate person and get you an answer. Also wanted to remind everybody that 
We are translating uh, today's presentation in both, presenting it in both English and Spanish. So if you'd like to listen to, to today's presentation on your A-Lady device, it's ACB Media 6 for English and ACB Media 7 for Spanish. Don't go back and forth. Some of the devices are having a hard time going back and forth and changing languages. So kind of go into the one you want to stay in. If you're having any issues there, as Cindy said earlier, just unplug your device, give it about 30 seconds to get that uh, memory cache out of the system, plug it back in, and you should be able to get to your appropriate language choice. Again, ACB Media 6 for English, ACB Media 7 for Spanish. Because we are doing uh, the translation in two languages, our video presentations for today will be audio files only. But if you would like to see the videos, they're all going to be posted on our ACB YouTube, YouTube channel. So just, uh, you know, if folks are saying, gosh, I don't see a picture when the when the files are playing, it's just audio. You are correct. You're, you, you haven't lost your vision. You haven't gone totally blind. It truly is just an audio file for our board presentations and a few of our panel presentations. But you can see the videos professionally done by Dennis Becker. They look fantastic. You'll have an opportunity to watch those on uh, our YouTube channel. Before I go any further, I want to take an opportunity to introduce Gabriel Lopez Cafati, ACB Board of Director for Miami Lakes, Florida, but also the chair of our Multicultural Affairs Subcommittee for Hispanic uh, Activities. And Gabriel and his team have done an amazing job of putting our translators together for today's event. And I wanted Gabe to just take a moment and say hello and introduce our three translators that are helping us so much through this four-day presentation. So, Gabriel. Hey, Dan. Hello, <laughs> sir. How are you? Good, good. Beautiful Sunday afternoon here in South Florida. Um, hello, ACB. We're day two, so we're happy to be here. So, uh, as Dan was saying, we do have um, interpretation. This is, I consider to be a historic moment in ACB. Uh, this is just the beginning of us becoming a fully bilingual organization. The Hispanic Subcommittee of the MCAC, uh, which is a multicultural affairs committee, is working hard on uh, slowly translating some of the most salient points of our organization on websites and written documentation. We're starting to plan community calls in Spanish. But this weekend and for the next couple of days, I am very, very happy and very honored to have been joined by a few members actually of the Hispanic subcommittee, um, Lucy Arguijo, uh, originally from Honduras, now living in St. Augustine. Daniel Graderol, originally from Venezuela, living in Fort Lauderdale, and Joanny Orozco, originally from Colombia, now living here in Miami. Uh, they are our three professional interpreters. I'm very happy to share with everyone that uh, we were very, very specific, very intentional to steal a word from Dan, <laughs> Dan's dictionary. Um, 
we wanted not only to provide Spanish content, but we wanted it to be interpreted by members of our very own community. So just sharing with everyone that our three interpreters, wonderful professional interpreters, are part of our ACB community and are uh, all blind or visually impaired. So huge shout out. Gracias, Lucy, Daniel, Joanny. Uh, this, uh, like I tell them uh, in our you know, interpreters meetings, you are helping us make history here, not only for ACB, but for the community of persons with visual impairments, not only in the United States, but all around the world, because I know we have people who have been listening from different parts of Latin America and even Spain. So thank you. Gracias. Thank you so much, Gabriel. And now it's time to move on with the show. So I, uh, yesterday we had a a wonderful opportunity to meet our three ACB board of directors that were elected in 2021. And now I'd like to introduce our three new ACB board of directors that were elected in 2022. So let's meet Terry Pacheco. Against the light colored background, the letters ACB. Below each letter is its corresponding braille cell. Together for a bright future. Meet ACB board member Terry Pacheco with ACB president Dan Spoon. Dan is a white, middle-aged and clean-shaven man, balding and with white hair at his temples. He wears a red sports shirt. I'd like to welcome Terry Pacheco, who was elected to the ACB board of directors in 2022. Terry is from Silver Spring, Maryland. Welcome, Terry. Thank you very much, Dan. Great to be here with you this afternoon. Oh, I'm so glad to get a chance to spend some time chatting with you. This is going to be fun. So tell me, Terry, a little bit about your vision loss journey and, and you know, kind of growing up with vision loss and, you know, how you adapted to that and, and, and how it kind of uh, made you the wonderful woman that you are. Terry is shown from her shoulders up. She wears her white hair short with a wave of hair at her forehead, her haircut reaches to just below her cheeks. Well, thank you. Um, I guess what I can start with is that at least according to the professionals, um, I never had a vision loss because I didn't have it to begin with. Until I was at least a year and a half, they insisted that I had no vision. And then um, as a baby, they decided, oh, maybe she does. And by the time I was five, they said, Oh, she's barely, she's just 2200. Um, so I'm not sure whether I had a vision loss or a vision gain through those years. <laughs> it seems uh, that it took them a long time to figure an awful lot out about my vision. Um, but it worked out very well for me, obviously. I uh, attended a, a class for all, uh, all of us in the class were about the same vision level and through the years we had probably 30 of us that went through that class and we're a tremendous number that i've at least been able to uh keep in contact with through the years have done very well we've got we had two college professors an engineer a, a psychologist uh three very successful randolph shepherd vendors um you know, a hospital orderly. Um, hmm. Back in those days, 
we we didn't look at the difficulty of getting a job. We looked at why wouldn't one get a job, and when and so people did. We had a much much lower unemployment rate. It may not have always been at as great a level as it could be, but um, it was the way we did things back then. Um, I have had, you know, so I have had um, fairly stable vision up until the last couple of years uh, when it's, I'm afraid my age is starting to catch up with me a little bit on my vision. Um, but so I've lost a little bit of it as most everyone does as they age. Uh, so Terry, so here you are, you run for the board of directors in 2022. What mm -hmm. uh, prompted you to make that move and run for the ACV board? Well, a lot of things did. Um, I know as many of you know, I worked for ACV as the membership and affiliate services coordinator and the director of development for six plus just about six years back at the back at the beginning of the millennium shall we say and um so i had gotten to know a tremendous number of people and had a great great experience through most of those years with our affiliates um somewhere i have i think i used to collect a magnet from every state that i went to uh, working with our affiliates and I started getting a lot of calls. Quite honestly, I started getting a lot of calls from people and emails today from people who were beginning to feel very disenfranchised, um, that it wasn't the organization that it used to be, and we're not doing the ad we're not using our members as advocates nearly as much as we used to, those kinds of things. Um, especially the people, the older people who had been like myself, um, visually impaired through, for most of their lives, were feeling just kind of left out. And I knew that that wasn't right. And so that was really one of the things that was most important to me was to, was to reunite people as much as possible. And, and at the same time, bring the new people in, um, bring in and collaborate as well with the younger people um this really is an organization for everyone regardless of age or uh, visual acuity or visual history so here we are it's 2022 what what do you see as our biggest challenges and opportunities over the next five years i think one of our greatest opportunities is to work more closely with uh, both our state and special interest affiliates with their members that are um that are both self-advocates and organizational advocates i think that our advocacy has we have such a great wealth of people who have so much experience in advocacy um on a multitude of topics um, I think that one of our challenges for the next, I'm, I'm working on right now, um, as, as immediately as possible, it's going to take us years, but 
one of our really big things is health and wellness and medical, just medical issues. Something a little different in that we're talking things like um, medical equipment, equipment that's accessible, um, portals. Every, every single person in this country, whether you're blind or sighted, is dealing with uh, portals now to get any of your medical information. And so, and a lot of those are still, still inaccessible. And that's something that's really important. And I think the other challenge, uh, the other thing that I would very much like to see us work mm -hmm. on is re-strengthening, um, or I shouldn't say re-strengthening, strengthening our affiliates. Our affiliates are the backbone of this organization and they need as much support and as much encouragement as we can possibly give them. And that needs, means to a, a crossing between, you know, Alliance, just as an example, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss and Next Generation. Um, because as I, said, as I said before, we are all one group and we need to be able to cross those uh, lines between each group. I could not I agree. We, 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 I think we need to do an awful lot of work on that as well. I couldn't agree with you more. So, so tell us, Terry, you and Frank, what do you guys do for fun? <laughs> well, on Friday nights, I do visibilities. Mm -hmm. Visually impaired seniors have abilities. That was kind of the whole idea of that, of my um, putting visibilities together. That's on Media One and on Zoom every week, every Friday. And then at the end of that, um, that's kind of my indication that my busy week is over, um, or at least for it is for that night anyhow. And so we tend to do music night, and we'll pull, we'll put on, um, you know, some movement, something that we that we've enjoyed in years gone by, or you know, maybe it's something more recent. Um, but we'll do music night on Friday nights. Often that spills over onto Saturday night. Both of them <laughs> always spill into Saturday and Sunday morning. And the other thing that I do for that that I've always had a very strong interest in is um, my Irish culture, uh, my Irish American history, and um, I get very, very into. That's a good bit of the of the music nights. This often goes back to Irish music. Uh, I've always I've been very involved with it. I remember my grandmother teaching us how to do an Irish jig on the in the kitchen when we were I don't know eight or ten years old. And uh, I've been to Ireland several times. And my parents started an Irish American club that had 3,000 members within the first two years. And I served as vice president of that many years later. And so those are my two big things, I guess, of, of music, mostly 60s folk, but a lot of 70s popular, 70s, 80s, and Irish. Well, I am just picturing you doing an Irish jig. I want to see that in Schaumburg this year. As I said, it was when I was eight years old. <laughs> well, Terry, welcome to the ACB Board of Directors. Thank you so much for your volunteering of your time, talent, and treasure to the American Council of the Blind. We really appreciate you. Well, I appreciate everyone's support as well. And thank you, Dan.
A logo, ACB, in print and braille. American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. Just really enjoy getting to know our board members better on a little bit more of a personal note. So thank you, Terry. And now it's my pleasure to introduce uh, a group that I've got to give you a little intro for this group. So this is our MAPS-P, so Mentoring and Peer Support Program. And this team came to me uh, last year and their own initiative, you know, we had passed a resolution tied uh, to kind of diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility about trying to see if we could do some work to get uh, a mentoring program started in ACB. We've always talked about it and thought about it, but it's always hard to find people that are willing to put the time, energy, and talent into doing it and doing it well. Well, Cheryl Cummings and Kenneth Simeon Sr., Donna Brown and Donna Browning all kind of came together and said, we want to do this. And they represented the Multicultural Affairs Committee, the Burl Collie Leadership Training Committee, the Derwood K. McDaniel Fund for First Timers and J.P. Morgan Chase Award Winners Committee, and the Membership Committee. And I thought, wow, what a team all willing to come together and start a mentoring program for us. So here we are. It's now, oh gosh, six, seven, eight months later. We have our first pilot mentoring program well underway with a set of 12 explorers and guides. And I'm honored today to introduce uh, Cheryl Cummings, Chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee from Seattle, Washington, Kenneth Simeon Sr., Chair of the DKM Fund Committee from Beaumont, Texas, Donna Brown, Chair of the Burl Collie Leadership Training Committee from Romney, West Virginia, and Donna Browning, a Membership uh, Committee Liaison from Alexandria, Virginia. So welcome. Hello, ACB family. I am Kenneth Simeon Sr. and we are the ACB mentoring team joining you today to present an update on what our program has been focusing on. Our committee contains Cheryl Cummings, chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, Donna Brown from the Borough Collie Leadership Institute Training Committee, Donna Browning from the ACB membership committee. She's serving as the liaison of that committee. We also want to say thanks to our guides and explorers who have decided to participate in our program. Uh, this nine-month pilot program is moving forward. And now I'll turn it over to Donna Brown. Hello, everyone. This mentoring program grew out of ACB's commitment to fulfilling its mission, purpose, vision, and core values. The development of a mentorship program addresses a variety of concerns expressed by members and leaders within ACB, and it implements a 2020 diversity resolution, which called for the establishment of a mentoring program to promote leadership diversity. DKM or Derwood K. McDaniel. MCAC Multicultural Affairs Committee, 
the Burl Cauley Leadership Institute and the membership committee were all talking about creating a mentorship program. Thanks to Dan Spoon, ACB president, we all came together and were able to work on designing and implementing a mentorship program. As mentioned previously, Question, is this a video? 12 explorers were selected to participate in our nine-month pilot program. Things have been going well, and we want to make sure that everyone is aware that our no, program began on September 15th, 2022, and it will conclude on June the 15th, 2023. Our guide and explorer teams met through personal introductions on a meeting at once, and we all were pleased with the outcome of that meeting. Everyone seemed to be prepared to serve well together. We actually have 17 of our affiliated states being represented by our guides and explorers. We actually had 30 members who applied to be a guide, and that is what we normally would call a mentor. And there were 27 members who applied to be explorers, and those would be called mentees. The program requires that guides and the explorers meet at least once a month. Many of our uh, pairs meet more than once a month. Uh, at the December checkpoint meeting, nearly 100% of our guides and explorers were present. An inspiring speech by Sylvia Sensen Perez, uh, Chief Program Officer AFB, spoke to the guides and explorers. Many comments were shared. The ACB mentoring team is launching another way for explorers and guides to talk with us. Beginning in February, we are holding office hours. So just as we could talk about successes, I'm sure you can imagine there have been some challenges. And I'm going to share some of those with you. Um, one being that we learned that we um, had paired guides and, and explorers who live in very different time zones. So um, I know both groups reported to us that they initially they were struggling to find a time that was convenient for everybody, but over the months um, that's that's been worked out. Another thing that uh, explorers were asked to do, these are the mentees, was to set a goal. So have sort of at least one goal that they're working on during this period. And um, another sort of challenge that emerged is that people had to basically go back and review and revise their goals because as life circumstances changed and other things happened, they found maybe the initial goal that was set was to large or just not something that could be done within a, a nine months period. The other thing that has emerged as a challenge is that um, we created, based on feedback from the guides and explorers, a monthly report reporting form, which basically would ask people to tell us um, have they set the goal and sort of what's the progress and what's working and what's challenging? And um, as you can imagine, there were some uh, folks or some uh, participants who uh, found the form useful and others not so much. 
So we then modified that and told guides that they were then able to submit their feedback through sort of a narrative summary that they could send to our um, email. And as, as you all know, the ACV mentoring team is always available for anyone, um, our guides or explorers or even you uh, ACV members to contact us. And I'm just going to give you that email. It's acv.mentoring at gmail.com. Now, after five months, what are our next steps? Coming up, March 29th is our second checkpoint meeting. Um, and that is where we will meet with both guides and explorers at the same time and uh, have probably an inspirational presentation and kind of see what's going on. And uh, then there will be an end of program evaluation for both guides and explorers. And we will use this information to assist us with the second cohort of guides and explorers. And then during the uh, in-person convention in Schaumburg, Illinois, on Monday afternoon, July 3rd, there will be a tea and a presentation of certificates of participation and completion and, and just actually also a time for people to kind of get together in person and meet each other for in some cases in person for the first time. In closing, I wanted to mention the fact that we are so happy that we had a very diverse group to apply and be selected for uh, the pilot program. We really have enjoyed all the different uh, things that we've included in the program, including the office hours where guys and explorers can take time to speak to the ACB mentoring team. They've always been told that they are welcome to send a message to us by email anytime or reach out for a meeting or just to chat about their progress. So things have been going well and we're looking forward to much more to come in the upcoming months. Thanks for your time. And now we're going to have some of our guides and explorers to share their personal experiences. All right, we're now back with Cheryl Donna and Donna. So team, take it away. So this is Donna Brown. Can I be heard? You can. You sound Great. wonderful. So this is Donna Brown. And uh, I have to give a shout out to Kelly Gask, who edited that video. And Kelly, you rock. Um, Well-deserved promotion. Congratulations. <laughs> but anyway, we are live now. Uh, so joining me today in the Zoom room are Donna Browning and Cheryl Cummings. Uh, our other team member, whose voice you did hear on the video, but he happens to be basking in the sun in Hawaii, but more importantly, being a part and an integral part of their state convention. So now we're going to get, and I am so looking forward to this, a brief update from two of our mentoring teams. So we have two teams. Uh, Ray Campbell as an explorer. Ray is from Illinois. Kelsey Nicolay from Ohio 
I'm sorry, Ray as the guide, Kelsey as the explorer. And then our other team is Jeff Tom from California as the guide and Lisa Sled from Michigan as the explorer. So take it away, Donna Browning. Okay. So for the explorers, um, please share one or two goals you have set to accomplish during this program. This is for just the explorers. So Kelsey or Lisa? I guess I'll go first. Oh, Great. Okay. <laughs> okay. One of the goals that I had set for the program was Lucy. to become a better leader. And, and that and not just a leader on not just a leader on the on a board, but being a better, a more effective and efficient committee member. I'm on several committees. I'm not going to list them all, but I wanted to one of the things I wanted to work on was to to be a better contributor to some of those committees. Okay, Lisa, your turn. Okay, I can I can um, sort of piggyback on some of the things that she just said. Um, I am newly blind. Um, it's been about four years, and it was abrupt. And when I was in my sighted life, I was a leader. I was a UAW vice president. And I, so I know how to navigate sighted and how to do things that way. I needed to learn how to do things in my new norm. And when I joined ACB, I was kind of lost. You know, I didn't know which way or where I was going. I knew I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to lead. I knew I had a why and I knew I had to figure out what it was. So that's what brings me here. Lisa, can you say anything, you know, a little more specific? Well, I, I've set goals. I, I, I set goals to, um, I, I too would like to be a mentor. And as a matter of fact, I, I have an LLC that I have established since of Jeff and I have been um, speaking. That matter of fact, I did it last week. And um, that's what I want to do. I want to give back. It's so many things, you know, in my community that, you know, just like what happened to me, you know, people need to speak out and people need to know where to reach out to and people need to know who they can trust and who they can talk to in their time of need or their resources that they need to reach out to. And I want to be that type of person. So that was one of the goals that I set. And so far, I think that, you know, with me just establishing my LLC, that I'm well on my way to doing that. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Thank you. So mm -hmm. we're going to turn to the guide. So since Lisa just spoke, Jeff, I invite you um, to tell us maybe uh, one or two ways that you've actually worked with Lisa to help her achieve her goal. So I was, I've been thinking a lot about this question and there's so many answers that I could give, um, all of which would, I guess, be true. The materials that the mentoring team provided us helped. Um, the, some of the things that we've been asked to do together by the team 
all these things help. But I think more than anything else, it was to come to the realization that there is no straight road or set of real guidelines that automatically gets you to being a good mentor and, and a successful one. I think the most important thing is to, you know, click with your mentee on a personal level and listen to that mentee and give what guidance you can based on your experience. So I hope that I have, you know, been successful at seeing where Lisa wants to go and what Lisa needs and then applying my experiences in the blindness community to to that end and helping her in that regard because that's what I really tried to do and you have without a doubt <laughs> so let's hear from Ray from the lady who tried to demote me. I don't know here. I'm sorry. Um, I'm that's sorry. That's okay, Donna. That's okay, Donna. I'll, I'll get you. No problem there. <laughs> no, I, I can't really add a whole lot to what Jeff said. You know, there is, there is no book that says, you do this, 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 and that person will become a better leader or you know, achieve whatever goals they want. I hope what I've done with... Kelsey and Kelsey and I kind of had a unique situation because we knew each other a little bit. We actually had served together on a board. And so we had a little bit of a personal rapport. So what I, what I hope I've done with uh, Kelsey is I've tried to listen to the things that she wants to accomplish. And they haven't all been about just leadership. I mean, we worked together on technology and, and issues and things. We've talked about self-advocacy and, and stuff. But I think all of the things that we've done together have or, or will, you know, make Kelsey a better leader. And, you know, I don't know how she feels about it, but, um, um, you know, we've... Um, you know, we worked uh, on, you know, just that's really what I think a good mentor needs to do. Kind of what Jeff said, you know, impart the knowledge that people like him and I have gained over our many years of, of leading. And, you know, we, we were there once too. And just try to impart that and listen to what um, I think a good mentor has to be a good listener and listen to what uh, she wa what Kelsey wants to do. And um, uh, one of the things that I think too has helped is that our because we did know each other, uh, we can be very honest and upfront with each other. And I think that has really helped a lot as well. Well, <clears throat> thank you. All, all four of you for giving up your time to uh, be a part of this presentation, but we certainly want to thank all of the guides and explorers who have given up many hours of their time over these months to be a part of the program. Um, and we hopefully will have opportunities maybe to hear 
and in future, maybe either community events or something to hear from some other guide and explorers teams. And again, thank you to the four of you uh, for sharing today and to all the guides and explorers, we are looking forward to seeing the progress um, for everyone as we will close our program in June and then we will end it with a wonderful tea in Jomburg. Right. So, so thank you all very much. Thank you. Thank You're you welcome. for having us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So now we're going to move to another phase of this presentation, and we're going to talk about change. Oh, boy. So um, I, I think the title said, Who Moved My Cheese, which is a book, and we're going to talk about it here in a minute. But then it said, Inspiring ACB Presidents to Embrace Inevitable Change. Uh, so that is one thing. Change is constant. So uh, we are going to give a brief summary of the book, Who Moved My Cheese? And maybe some of you had the opportunity to read it. It is, it is not a lengthy book. Um, so do you all want me to do this part? <laughs> I can do it. Um, so a brief summary of the book. What happened in this book? A group of friends came together for a high school reunion and start talking about their current life. One friend mentioned a story he had read, uh, which helped him to deal with change. This book is about change. There are four characters, Sniff, Scurry, Him, and Hall. The book tells the story of the four characters finding cheese and then their reaction to the cheese vanishing. At the end of the story, the friends honestly talk about change and its impact in their lives. So, um, for each of us who've read the book, um, wait, let's think of some takeaways from the book. Uh, so let's see. Um, I've, got a, I've got some thoughts, Don. Okay. I, oh, great, right? Good. Sure. Um, well, I did read the book. It was a great way to pass part of a nice train trip I took the other day. But, um, <laughs> it, you know, I, two things. Um, one, one of the things that Kelsey and I did was we had a discussion at our last mentoring call about and tried to figure out who we thought the other person was in the book. And so that was kind of interesting. And but we didn't just discuss that. We talked about why um, the other per, the, the, the other one thought that, you know, um, you know, thought who I was or like who Kelsey thought I was and vice versa. Um, and so uh, so that was kind of interesting. I think the other thing too that I took away from the book was that you're going to be a different character in different situations. Like for me, for example, I'm mostly a haw. I mean, I, I don't like change. Nobody does. But once I kind of analyze it and understand that, hey, this is a good, good way to go, then you, you, you can get me to come along um, and, and I'll do that. But if it's something I've got some control over, then I tend to be more of a uh, uh, more of a scurry, 
because okay, I I I get this. I'm with this. This is good. Let's let's move ahead. You know, and that kind of thing. <laughs> and and sometimes actually get annoyed at at the haws behind me who don't want to move ahead. So I just kind of thought that was an interesting uh, way to look at the book. Yeah. So um, quickly, like at, Ray kind of alluded to some of this at the beginning of the book, Sniff and Scurry, who are the mice. And I, I see myself kind of as scurry but for the most part. Um, and then Hem and Haw are the little people. They find the cheese and they're, they're all real happy. But over time, the cheese starts to disappear and Sniff and Scurry notice and they quickly move on to find other cheese. Um, so they kind of embrace the change. But Hem and Haw they feel that they are the victim of some fraud or maybe some theft, or, or they feel that everything is caving in on them and that they don't have any option. So Cheryl, we're going to have you chime in here. Cheryl, we're not hearing you. Okay. I must have lost her internet. Yeah. She's uh, still here and unmuted. Um, so instead of moving, him and Hall complain loudly about this uh, disappointing uh, cheese. They had, you know, they thought, oh, they blamed others that had disappeared. Over time, Hall begins to recognize that he needs to make a change. Paul um, began to see change as a positive rather than a negative. Uh, he invites change into his life uh, and engages um, in the adventure of uh, looking for new cheese, you know, the new thing, the future. So let's think about this. And I we're not going to have a whole lot of time, but we might have time for a raised hand or two from the audience. Um, how can you, as a leader within ACB, use this book in maybe your affiliate or, you know, whatever? So if anybody wants to raise a hand real quick, uh, we might be able to take a few hands. Do we have anybody, Travis? Donna, yes, we do. Oh, we can no, hear no. you now, sure. Yes. Okay, uh, let's take at least one or two people. Anyway, who's first? Travis? Okay, I didn't know if you're doing Cheryl or taking a hand right now. So, uh, Artis, you've been given permission to talk. All and right, you Artis. you may unmute. Artis, are you there? Okay, uh, it seems to have disappeared. So we'll go to Terry, Terry Pacheco. Okay. Hello, Terry. Hello, Donna and Cheryl and Donna. Um, I, I read the parable. Um, I think that it's, it's a very, inter it's interesting. I think it's got, I think you've all touched on some good points in it. I think that there's a little bit of a piece that's missing. Actually, it's a pretty major piece that's missing in it. Particularly if you're looking at something from a leadership position. And that is the first thing that one needs to do, and I think Ray will agree with me on this, is to very seriously look at the potential of change 
to do to determine whether that change is good for the group. And this the parable just kind of seems to go very much into all change is wonderful. And all change isn't necessarily. I mean, we've all learned, you know, through many experiences in our lives that just because this is the in thing to do today might not be so great, you know, two years from now um, or wasn't a good idea 20 years ago. Why is it suddenly today? And so I think the evaluation of the change needs to be looked at very carefully, particularly if you're in a leadership position. You know Great. Th thank you. Yeah. I, I mean, Terry, I, you're not, I think it's, it's a good point, but I think what the book is really trying to tell us is that irrespective of whether we think change is good or not, or that it's inevitable, that it happens. And I think the book really focuses on trying to get us to think about like, how are we going to react to change? I think um, you're both right. I think that you're right. Yeah. I think I think you're right mm -hmm. in, in but change is inevitable because someone has started that change. Yep. And when you're in a leadership position, you need to be one of the people starting that change. Yep. And how you um, communicate that change is really important as well. Yeah. 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 I think under under the best circumstances as as the leader, you can be the one who initiates the change. But I think we should acknowledge that there's there's stuff that happens. Yeah, that sometimes there's a thing that, that yeah, causes change, not a, not a person. Irrespective of how good a leader you are, you may not have anticipated that coming along. Um, That's true, but you need and, to look and at so, it. And so, yes, of course, you have to look at it, but then you've got to figure out how are you going to deal with it? I mean, obviously burying your head in the sand and going, oh, it's not really happening is not <laughs> all is not a good response. Because, no, it absolutely isn't. Because you, you've got to you've got to, you know, be able to 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 react if you're in a reacting position. So, so unfortunately, you're absolutely right. But and that's kind of the thing. And that's why I don't know. I've just always looked at I've been a through my life, I know some people don't see it today, but through my entire life since since I caused a food riot in the cafeteria in high school, um, have been a major person in a person who's been very major into change. I think the change is something that we absolutely have to have, but I just think that we need to be we need to look at it carefully. So unfortunately, we are out of time. <laughs> our our time is up. <laughs> um, certainly, this, this you've done a great job. This can be a topic that we need to continue, but I, I need to close okay. with a couple well, of Donna, things. Donna, you, you do have eight more minutes, so I just oh, wanted to let I you thought, know. Okay, you're, you're, I you're we, on till two o'clock. I'm sorry, Terry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Then my fault. Sorry about <laughs> yeah. that. Donna, so, can actually, I make? Is the, oh, is the, I'm sorry, Donna. Yeah, I was gonna. Yeah, I was gonna make a point. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the value in knowing which person you are uh, in dealing with change, um, because um, when you're a leader, you need to know what type of person you are, but you also need to help the people you are leading to get to know the type of people they are. Yeah, yes, that's, that's important. And I think, yeah. and I think this book was written with that as, as as a as a sort of activity for groups to do together 
So I think we have time for another hand or two then. I'm sorry, man, I was rushing us. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move to Lisa Sled, who I saw had a hand up. Oh, okay, go ahead, Lisa. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can. Mm -hmm. I found the book to be very, 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 very on point with what's going on in my life. And I think that people uh, sometimes are afraid to change. And I think being a good leader is leading your people and showing your people why the change is good. Because sometimes standing in the same place, it means nobody no good, you know, and, and we have to explore things, you know. So in the story, had they just sat there and sat around and sat around and sat around, you don't have any cheese. How are you eating? How are you functioning? What are you doing? You know, so sometimes you do have to look at that change and you do have to step out on faith and you have to uh, scurry about and find the change that you're looking for and know your why and know your people's why, your, the people that you're leading and know what they are uh, looking for and why they're existing and why they're out scurrying about. So you need to um, make sure that everybody in your camp is covered, not just you being a leader. So sometimes you do have to change and sometimes you do have to ask and you do have to explain why the change is necessary. Thank you. Donna, this yes. is Dan. Okay. I guess, you know, as we heard from Sharon, our keynote speaker yesterday, I immediately thought of who moved my cheese related to her. Uh, you know, here she was living a particular life and all of a sudden here came this huge change, a change that she could not have anticipated, right? And it kind of through her, it seems like through all characters <laughs> that yes. are in who first yeah, she was a him. She was like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I'm going <laughs> in bed, putting the cover over my ears and yep. the dishes are piling up and I don't care. Right. And then she kind of yep. went, wow, you know, maybe I'm going to have to do something about this. And then as she went through her journey, she was sniffing out that next opportunity. You know, hey, if I get good at this, I could go over here. And then she really prepared herself with all her action steps to get there. And so I look at what she went through. And I think, you know, as Ray said, I think we all wear all four of these people's hats and mice's hats as we're going through mm -hmm. our lives. And, and I really saw our ACB team, our organization, our leaders, our members really go through this in 2020 with the pandemic. Mm -hmm. We couldn't have anticipated that. And yeah. we could have gone lots of different ways there. We could have just said, hey, this is a difficult time. We'll skip the convention this year and figure out what to do next. Few people said, hey, maybe we can really, let's sniff out if maybe we can do something, right? And then people immediately said, let's go into action and do something. And within 30 days, our board voted unanimously, all the haws to say, let's go try it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so it's kind of exciting if you embrace that change is inevitable. It does happen. We're not, you know, the blacksmiths had to find new things to do when the, when the car came along, right? The, you know, so, 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 so change just keeps coming at us. And and I find in my life, I'm good at certain areas, but like with the assistive technology, I stink. I'm a him. I'm a him with my head buried in the sand. So, so how do we 
you know, if you can realize these things about yourself, then you can maybe take steps to really make a difference when change comes your way. I think the ACB community is also a huge example of this. Um, yep. We took uh, a big batch of lemons, the pandemic, and turned it into a great, great, great many gallons of lemonade. And we're still continuing to do that. Well, I, I would I would circle this back and say, yay, diversity. <laughs> because... <laughs> Amen, Cheryl. Right, yes. right. Yes. Because I mean, I, I am the chair of the Multicultural Affairs Committee, and I gotta yeah. say, yeah. you know, this is this is where diversity really matters, right? Because yeah. what you do is you've got a team of people with that that reflect some diversity, and thanks to that diversity and willingness to listen to to different people and different voices, you know action can can happen and um so yeah change changes change is always happening um and and thanks to you know people being willing to uh accept that a change is going on and pe and then having people who are like i got the vision i know what what we can do and sort of you know working out and negotiating and figuring that out i mean how how exciting is that so, so this is Jeff, and I want to throw in a cautionary note. Yes. Um, and because everything that's been said here is is right on point, but it used to be that change occurred over hundreds and even thousands of years <laughs> to the human condition. Yeah. And now we're bombarded with inevitable change. There is no question. There's no way to predict where it's going to go, but it's going. The, the state of knowledge makes it happen. And it is a struggle for humans emotionally to, you know, analyze things to the point where they do make appropriate change. So I kind of agree with Terry up to a point, but I also agree that we have to embrace it because there's no other way forward nowadays. Yep. Yeah. And I so, think it's cool that, you know, if you look at ACB, we're constantly going through change. We are constantly having people come in who are dealing with that change. Um, Sharon was a good example yesterday. Look at the people she had around her that helped her with her change. Look at the people that are in this fantastic organization we're in now that help each other with change. So change doesn't have to be scary, but yes, it's inevitable. Yes, we're all scared of it, but we're continuing to move forward. Just like... The characters did some of these characters did and look at our mentors and mentees they, look at look at what they're doing they're going after that cheese right so we we really have reached the end this time yep yes <laughs> so can i leave you with just a few questions whether you read the book or not um it, what character if you heard this conversation today what character do you most identify <laughs> with what do you think as leaders that um, we need to do to move on? Uh, what behaviors were helpful or maybe weren't helpful if you read the book? Um, what would you do if you were not afraid of change, um, of things changing? So uh, in closing, because we really are out of time, um, 
Cheryl, Donna, do you want to say anything else before we actually close? I think we could continue this conversation at some point. Absolutely. Yes. And, I, and I think one of the things, you know, we certainly can't insist on anything, but we can certainly encourage affiliate leaders, um, you know, to, to take this book. It's less than two hours of reading, um, you know, and sit down with your board or whatever team you have around you and sort of go through it and, and talk about how you deal with change. Because again, borrowing one of Dan's words, um, you know, it gives you a chance to be intentional about reacting to change. Thank you all for attending. And I, there probably were still some raised hands and I'm sorry, but hopefully we can figure out a way to continue this conversation and you'll be able to join in. And uh, if you haven't read the book or even if you have read it, read it again. And thank you, Dan, for giving us the opportunity to present today. Thank you. Wonderful presentation. And perhaps we could have a series of community event calls on Who Moved My Cheese. I uh, think that's I, got some. I think just saying. Yes. Just yeah, saying. No, I, I, I. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Fantastic. Thank you all so, so much. Uh, thank you, Cheryl. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, Jeff and Ray and Lisa and Kelsey. Thank you so much. All right. Next, we're going to have an opportunity to hear from another one of our 2022 elected board members, Rachel Schroeder. Rachel. Against the light colored background, the letters ACB. Below each letter is its corresponding braille cell. Together for a bright future. Meet ACB board member Rachel Schroeder with ACB president Dan Spoon. Dan is a white, middle-aged, and clean-shaven man, balding and with white hair at his temples. He wears a red sports shirt. Welcome, Rachel Schroeder, who was elected to our ACB Board of Directors in 2022 from Springfield, Illinois. Hello, Rachel. How are you doing Hello, today? Hello, Dan. I'm good. I'm good. Right. Glad in to be here. In full disclosure, Rachel and I go back, what, 26 years? You <laughs> actually... We're yes. at Leslie and I's wedding at Bee yes. Gardens in Winter Park, Florida. Right. <laughs> so, so we've known each Dan other for Leslie. quite a while. Yeah. Yes. Dan and Leslie have been friends for a long time. And, um, yeah, we served way back in FCB together. And uh, it was, it's been a great friendship. It is quite a journey and a ride. Who knew? We, we had no idea that we would end up in these leadership positions 25 years ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, well, hey, Rachel, so tell us a little bit about your kind of vision loss journey. You know, how did you kind of grow up with your vision loss and uh, how did that kind of shape the wonderful woman that you've become? Rachel is a white woman and has long dark hair with a hint of white at the top center. She wears a black embroidered top. Well, thank you for the compliment. Um, my vision loss was from birth. Um, I'm an ROP baby. And um, so I've been dealing with it all my life. And fortunately, I had a very, and still do, have a very supportive family. Um, I, I have to say a tribute to my parents who unfortunately are no longer with us that uh, a lot of things that, that they instilled in me growing up, you know, have served me well in my role in, in ACB and as a leader, you know. Um, I 
no was not in my vocabulary very often. And if it was, it was a no, but, you know, we can try something else to make something work or, you know, we might not be able to do something in the same way that everybody else can do it, but we're going to do it. I was a normal kid. Um, I just happened to have a blindness. So, you know, fortunately that served me well. I went to, uh, I was mainstream in the public school. I also did uh, have some time at the Florida School for the Blind in St. Augustine where I got some of the more difficult subjects in accessible, more accessible format than you would get in a mainstream situation. But I was also mainstreamed while I was there as well and I went to the local public high school. So I really kind of had the best of both worlds. And um, then I attended college, go University of Central Florida Nights. You knew I would get that in there, right? Most um, certainly. Absolutely. Go you say up. <laughs> um, and I got a degree in organizational communications. Um, found myself after that working in an office job and totally by accident found myself working in the blindness field down the road when I was out of a job um, and found myself um, helping out with technology. And here I am many years later. So uh, it was not by, initially not by choice that I was going into the blindness field. I've always kind of thought I was gonna do something out of the blindness field, not, not really that I wouldn't have done this, but uh, it was not something that was on the radar at the time. And, um, you know, I guess because so much of my childhood I was, I was with uh, sighted kids and, and all that. I just kind of figured that's what I would end up doing, you know, but uh, I'm very happy to, to be doing uh, technology and the assistive technology space um, as an assistive technology specialist with Illinois Assistive Technology Program. So um, I've been very fortunate and have, you know, been able to um, really deal with uh, any kind of challenges that came my way and you know vision loss is just one of those things that yeah it can be difficult and inconvenient at times but i pretty much do anything i want to do maybe just in a different way so tell us a little bit about what made you decide to run for the acb board of directors um it was something i always had thought i might do um when i uh, well for the last eight years prior to being elected to the board, I was president of Illinois Council of the Blind. And I always thought, well, I might run for the board later on after I'm not president anymore. And um, so that was kind of always on the radar, but I always kind of felt like I need to take care of my state first because that's my first obligation. And even though I was and have been on ACB committees, I felt like, um, you know, putting any more time into national would take away from what I needed to do for the state. But once I wasn't president of the state anymore, um, that opened up my opportunity. Ah, congratulations. We're glad you got elected Thank as you. well. So now that you're on the board and you're getting your, uh, you know, sinking your teeth into it, so to speak, tell us a little bit about what do you see as the kind of next steps for ACB over the in our future over the next five years and, and what kind of role would you play in that vision? Um, I'm still figuring out I think what my role is going to be. Um, I'm really kind of um, here just uh, 
trying to look at the national situation a little more than I had prior to, to being on the board. Um, I see challenges and opportunities kind of as one and the same because we can take those challenges and, and look at them negatively and that this is an uphill battle that we have to climb and it's a big challenge and we have to figure out what to do. Um, or we can take it and say, okay, game on. We got a challenge here, let's work to, to work it out. And that's an opportunity for ACB just to keep in those advocacy efforts that we've been working for for so long. You know, some of the challenges that we've had, you know, we're, we're working on um, as we speak. Um, coming up uh, with the leadership conference and the rally. You know, we're working on this challenge of accessible currency. You know, we are getting ACB out there. We're getting ourselves out there and we're letting people know that this is something that needs to happen. And, you know, I think, I think that's great. You know, it certainly has been a challenge as we know, like the past, what, 15 years um, when it was said that uh, this was gonna happen and we're still waiting, so. Um, you know, we've got challenges, challenges in the, the uh, initiatives, you know, that we're working on. You know, we're constantly out there trying to um, let people know that we need access to information, access to health information uh, through fitness equipment and uh, medical equipment and that kind of thing. So those are challenges. Um, that we've certainly faced, but we have opportunities to work on them. And, and that's something that, uh, you know, I'm certainly looking forward to helping with. Um, and, and also accessible websites and, and the technology, um, you know, video technology and that kind of thing. It's, it's a great time to be part of ACB and part of the board because the, the ability exists to have all this stuff happen. It's just a matter of trying to get everything in place for it to happen. So it's it's exciting. And Rachel, you're you're a single mom with a beautiful eight year old daughter, Delaney. So what do you guys do for fun? Um, when I'm not in an ACB meeting and she says, "Mom, you got another meeting." Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although she kind of gets in on the meetings too. I think she's going to be involved in ACB herself. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I'm, I'm out trying to do stuff with her. You know, this is a great time in her life. She's eight year, years old. She's a kid, you know, and, and I want to be able to spend every bit of time I can with her. She's, we're kind of really excited because she's really kind of taken a liking to local theater. And so she's probably going to be auditioning in the next week or two for uh, a spot to be in a, a local production of one of the theater um, events this summer. You know, so I, I love doing that kind of stuff with her. Um, I love, you know, hanging out with friends, of course, and um, just being mom. And, and, you know, when I get a chance to read, I love to do that music. I have um, a radio show, um, that I have on ACB Media right now, although we're trying to revamp it a little bit. Um, and I also do a radio show for a station with some friends of mine from the UK. So I, I kind of stay in radio as well still. And uh, my time is busy for sure. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Rachel. Thanks for being on our ACB Board of Directors and sharing your time, talent, and treasure with the American Council of the Blind. I'm very happy to do it. Thank you, ACB. And I look forward to serving you all as uh, best I can. A logo, ACB, in print and braille, American Council of the Blind, together for a bright future. Thank you, Rachel. Boy, when I first met Rachel, I wasn't a middle-aged, balding, white man <laughs> with white, white hair in my temples. I had nice brown hair and was a little thinner. And hey, hey, change is inevitable, right, Lucy? Right, Cindy? Uh, who moved <laughs> my cheese? Moved my cheese, or maybe I ate too much of it. I'm not uh, sure. I, I just enjoy it. I enjoy it. My, my cheese station too much. <laughs> but, but hey, welcome back. Uh, what do we got coming up on this next connection show? Well, we're going to hear from the advocacy committee as well as from the walk committee. So uh, stay tuned and of course, we'll make sure that we give a run through on the next uh, what's coming up after us. And uh, so we're going to just step right in here, Dan. So go take a break or something. Well, thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> I might go have a piece of cheese. All right. Why don't yeah, you go, there you go. Yeah. Cheddar or something. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Hey, hey Lucy. Hey. So this is our connection show number five, number yes. two of today. And uh, as I mentioned, we do have a couple of people to come talk to us about committees. And Jeff, you are still here and we're going to let you go first. Okay. Why don't you tell us what's going on with advocacy? Thank you. So yeah. the Advocacy Services Committee has occasionally had calls over the last few years where our advocacy staff would get on and uh, tell about all the things that were going on, and then uh, members could ask their questions about anything out of the sun. Um, but we had an idea that we thought, and and Terry gave me a great uh, lead in for this with her interview a few minutes ago. We had an idea that uh, we think we'll be able to include all of you out there um, and take advantage of community calls. And so what we are proposing to do is maybe start out quarterly and hopefully maybe even monthly eventually to have community calls. And on each call, we would have perhaps two different state or local advocacy advocates talk about something that they have done. It can be a success. It can be a failure. Because as we know, you learn just as many lessons and sometimes sure. more from failures. And in advocacy, you fail more than you succeed. <laughs> At least that's been my experience. Um, so what we want is to hear about your advocacy journeys um, so that we can, number one, learn about what's going on out there, learn from you, and hopefully, ultimately, promote advocacy among many others who might be a little afraid of, of what's going to happen in their own advocacy journey. So um, be prepared to be called upon because we want to involve you in your state and local affiliates or special interest affiliates um, to be on our community calls and tell us about what you've been doing and how you've been uh, working on advocacy issues, no matter what they might be. 
I love it. Love yeah. it. That sounds like a great way to reach a lot of people and to engage uh, some of our members as well. So that's awesome. Like, yeah, when we know they're there, we just don't yeah. always hear about them. So exactly. now it's your time, everybody, to tell us what you've been doing. Well, Jeff, you guys write up a little something requesting people reach out to you to share about their advocacy uh, experiences. We'll we'll get them to you, and you'll probably have a whole year or two's worth of people <laughs> to share. Will. I don't think that's going to be a problem. I, really I don't, don't think so awesome. either. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff. All right. Thank you. All right. And let's go over to the walk. And Donna, I know you're still here too. And uh, got those tennis shoes on, do you? <laughs> well, I came from church, so I don't. Oh, I don't okay. Kick those ones off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm here to advocate for the ACB walk. Uh, yeah. To piggyback off of Jeff there. Um, <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I'm going to be saying a lot in a short period of time. So sit back, but keep your ears open because there's a lot to say. Um, so this year, the walk committee, we decided to throw it out there to the ACB membership to select a walk theme. What a smashing success that was. I don't know how many different uh, entries or, or suggestions we got, but it was quite a few. Uh, so you are hearing it now for the first time. So you so listen, listen up. <laughs> the ACB 2023 Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk theme is stepping out with ACB. And before I say this, I want you to know this has nothing that this was voted on by the committee. The winner is Jackie Proctor from West Virginia. I just wanted to say this. Awesome. <laughs> cool. uh, but anyway, so um, that is our walk theme. And so you will be hearing a lot more about that. Um, so this year, we also have some other new, uh, I guess you might want to say, um, contests or, or just little things to kind of get you excited. So I don't know if anybody remembers, but ACB is almost as old as I am, just not quite. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, they are 62. ACB is 62 this year. So here's what we have. Uh, our goal. That was a good year, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> our goal for uh, fundraising for the ACB walk is $62,000. Now, we, we will Ooh, accept like more, yeah. but that, that is our goal. Um, the 62nd person who registers for the walk will receive a $25 gift card to some place. We'll Ooh. discuss that when it's time. Mm -hmm. The first team to receive donations in 6, 000, of $6,200 will receive some sort of prize that hasn't mm -hmm. quite been determined, but get to that $6,200 and we will determine it. We got to get um, busy, Cindy. And then... <laughs> yes. Now, this one's going to be a little harder to track, but with help from some friends, I think we can get it done. The first individual who receives 62 individual donations will also get a gift card of, of some sort. Mm. Now, that's 
that's a challenge to get 62 individual donations, but it can be done. Sure. Uh, so anyway, 62, that's kind of the magic number this year. So quickly, and Cindy, you'll just have to say, stop talking when it's time. Uh -huh. um, so the fundraising, how it works, um, you register for the walk. It will be $25 as a registration price for everybody, whether you're a team captain, whether you're a team member, whether you're an individual walker, um, it'll, it's $25 to register for the walk. Um, you can create a team, an affiliate team, whether it be state, special interest. Committees can create teams. We had a few committees last year uh, create teams. Um, and especially if you are a committee who works with a budget that could help you with some of your budgeting there. So what happens is all the monies that you and your team raise up to 50% of that amount can go back to your affiliate. So for example, West Virginia raised, uh, I can't remember exactly, but around $2,300 last year. So we received a check for uh, $1,150. I, I don't think that was exact, but it's pretty close. Um, so it is a fundraiser for ACB, but it can also be a fundraiser for your affiliate and, and or your committee. Um, and I have a feeling, well, I've already know the special, the ACB special interest affiliate of the diabetics in action, they have already started uh, with their t-shirts. Mm -hmm. um, and so their walk team is getting ready and they're going to probably be ready before the website is. <laughs> uh, so anyway, <laughs> keep stay tuned for information about when to register for the walk, even if you are unable to come to the convention. You can still register for the walk. Um, you can still participate as a virtual walker. Even if you are at the convention and you will not be able to, for whatever reason, attend the actual in-person event, that doesn't matter. You can still register for the walk. So the actual in-person event is Saturday, July 1st, just before opening session. We will walk into opening session as we did last year. Um, but the walk this year is kind of in the hotel, outside. It's a little bit of everywhere. So come and join us as part of the AC 2023 ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Love it. Well, and yeah. <laughs> we'll definitely have community Zoomers again, right? You we'll betcha. You <laughs> All right. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank yeah. you so much, Donna. Thank you. Uh, all right. Well, we have lots of time. So I want to go over a couple of the, the other um, mini mall stuff. If you don't mind, no, I'm kind of throwing a, you a little, a little uh, <laughs> surprise <laughs> there. But I know you can pull that up really quick. And uh, we'll talk about how you can order stuff from the mini mall. Uh, you can go to the website at acbminimall.org. You can also call the Minneapolis office at 612-332-3242 and they can talk with you during business hours. So if you need help with ordering or if something is out of uh, stock, they'll get you on the list. So when a reorder is done, you'll you know be in the know and, and get it. So uh, you got that? Wanna yes. Over the next I... couple of items, I think there's two items left that we didn't cover earlier. Yeah, um, this one is called the ACB Lead Safety Clip, and it's like a um, 
helps to improve visibility while you're outside, especially at night, and you attach it to uh, it, clip it around your wrist or attach it to a belt loop or something. Um, and just so you're uh, able to be seen and it's a neon green light and it can be left solid or changed to a flashing mode. That's cool. And the clip itself is white with the ACB logo printed in black. And it includes, wow, two replaceable batteries. And wow, it works for about 70 hours. Okay. So it's about um, four inches by three inches. And um, yeah, and it, it uh, sells for 12 bucks. Oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And you can even put it, clip it on your dog's harness, yeah, uh, your yeah. backpack, wherever. You know, that's a great idea if you are out and about in the evening time. When yeah, it's dark sure. or in the early morning, yeah. Yeah, Um, you know what? That's the last. Is that the last one? Yeah, that's the last one I wow. have here. Well, so we're going to just recap and say that there's the, the jacket, which is uh, wind and water resistant, resistant yeah. for $58. There's the uh, uh, zip up hoodie yep. for, I think it was 53. Am I right? I, I think it was 53. And the hoodie, which I think that Lucy and I are going to both go in order, <laughs> which is $40. Yep. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I really want that. And then uh, I know there was uh, the drawstring bag. The drawstring bag for six bucks. Yes, yeah, six bucks. And the tumbler. The tumbler for $17. seventeen. I yeah. love those. You know what? I I have a bunch of those different uh, ones. And uh, I love those things, those insulated tumblers, because you can use them for hot beverages or cold. And, yeah. um, you know, if you knock them over, they won't spill. <laughs> well, you would never do that, would you, oh, Lucy? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my gosh again yeah. check out these items and others at acbminimall.org and show how proud you are to be a part of acb so uh following us there are some things happening here at the leadership conference for the president's right. meetings and lucy's going to go over them really quickly okay so um our next thing is at 2.30, and it is a highlight of from some state affiliates uh, what our conventions will be like in the future, and there's a panel there, and that'll be fun. So then at 3.15, what's new with ACB Media? Wow, that's always cool. And we're going to meet the ACB Media Support Committee. And then... At 3.45 is our next show. Yeah, so just Yay. a couple of things between us. But yeah. I, I look forward to both of those. But I have to tell you, there's been so much going on with ACB Media. Yeah. I, I am interested in hearing all about that. They have been such an integral part of not only our conventions and this conference, but community. certainly community. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and we appreciate their support so much. Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, any other thoughts that you have, Lucy? I mean, what have you been enjoying so far? Oh, my gosh. Well, one thing is to get to <laughs> get to meet the board of directors. I really have yes. enjoyed those interviews. And um, 
you Me know, too. just a, a lot of, well, obviously I enjoyed the mentoring program. I wish I could have been a part of that, you know, a little uh, panel, but um, I am a, an explorer, a, a, guide, a guide. So, yeah. <laughs> so I do enjoy that. Yes. All of it has just been great. Um, I mean, I, you know, I enjoyed that. Um, and I, I do hope somebody takes up the reins and puts in something for who moved my cheese. Seriously, I think that that would be some great discussions uh, around that book. I, I have not read it yet, oh. but I intend to. Oh, so. it is very cool. It really is a cool book. Well, yep, I sure is. I really am looking forward to it. So yeah. I, if somebody doesn't do it, then I might have to because I think it would be well received. And uh, and I'm going to just say that change is not always planned. So I understood what, you know, some was being spoken there about, you know, planning and all of that. But really, I think it's talking about the change that comes without a plan. Exactly. Sometimes it's thrown at us like COVID, yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> and nobody yep. could have planned anything around what has happened since COVID, but here oh we gosh. are and <laughs> yeah. good stuff, right? Yeah, Some good that's stuff a, has yeah. come out of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, all right, well, we will be back at 345 Eastern, uh, yeah. but there's some good stuff happening between now and then, so stick around, and we're going to turn it back to you, Dan. Well, thank yep. you, Cindy and Lucy, and I think, uh, you know, as you all were talking, what they do at the end of the Who Moved My Cheese book is they have, it's a group of, you know, high school uh, friends, graduates, and yeah. they come back together yeah. for a reunion, and then at the end, they kind of decide to go, you know, go to the bar and hang out for a little bit and share their stories after they've uh -huh. read the parable. Yeah. And it's very interesting. I found that the, the most interesting part of the book, because how did it impact their lives? It could be their personal life, their, mm -hmm. their business life, uh, you know, spiritual life, all kinds of different things. And so it was interesting to kind of think of you know, the fact that change in an, is inevitable and yeah. how you adapt to it really makes a difference. So I think it really lends yeah. itself to I do amazing too. Com community. Of I, I absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, very right. good. All, all right. right. Well, Thanks. We'll, we'll talk soon. See you okay. in a while. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thanks, Lucy.